Welcome back, everybody. This is Terminal 234 with Faye and... I am Dolapo. That is not how we introduce the podcast, but it's all good. We're happy to be here. I don't know why you insist on doing this every time. We've already, you know, decided that it's not going to be... St- I cannot hold myself to see with how I open these episodes. I don't know what I said last time, and I don't know what I'm going to say next time. <laughs> so let's just accept it. All right, let's let's do it. You know, just keep the listeners on their toes. Exactly, they, they might like keep that. You I don't know. On your toes, do you like that? <laughs> do you like being on your toes? Um, yeah, I like being on my toes. It makes me taller. You know, I feel stronger. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, so yes. guys, let's let's tell the people that to be honest, ain't shit happening like that. It's the summertime. Everybody's living their lives, okay? Mm-hmm. There's nothing interesting in these streets, at least to Dalapo and I. So, that said, we're gonna have to approach Quick Hits a little differently this episode. So, if you guys are longtime listeners, or even recent listeners, you know, usually we do topical um, discussions about whatever's going on right now in the past week or two. Nothing like that to report so we're gonna a little bit of a quiz just just some questions and um we figured it's the summertime it's hot out here um i don't know if you guys have seen but apparently it's like heat wave after heat wave everywhere um so yeah we, we figured we'll just answer some questions some random questions we found on the internet related to the summer and i'm gonna let Dolapo lead us here all right so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play a little game a little q and a little you know Summer, summer, summer time, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so we're going to each pick a number between 1 to 30. Of course, no repeats. Mm-hmm. Have a little list pulled up. I'm going to see what you get. You got a question. You get to answer the question as fully and honestly as you can. And they're all fun summer mm-hmm. questions. It's not anything crazy. But, you know, summertime, summer vibes. Let's do it. All right. So Faye's going to start off. She's going to say number. I'm going to read the question to you. Um, Numero uno. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Okay. You know you're That's standing. very, very boring. <laughs> like, who picks number one? Okay. I do. Number one, what was the best summer vacation you ever took as a kid and why? Mm. Um, a lot of our summer vacations were in for Nigeria. So, definitely one of our Nigeria trips. I guess I will choose. This is tough. There's two that come to mind, but I'm going to choose the one. I don't remember what year. I want to say like 2008 maybe 10 i have no idea early mm-hmm. to mid 2000 um and we stopped in dubai on our nigeria and we had a little family vacay like our our dad met us in nigeria i mean excuse me our dad met us in dubai because we were coming from the states he was coming from nigeria we spent a couple days there it was a lot of fun and then we went to nigeria together so i'm, I'm gonna say that was my favorite as a kid okay why you told us it was the favorite why oh i mean it's just i mean good vibes good good like <laughs> good energy it was um a new place we had never been to we got mm. to explore together i loved it i loved the um the dubai airport it started from there i was like this place is beautiful <laughs> i loved the hotel we stayed at the breakfast was yummy oh my god they had the best like continental breakfast i i don't think i've ever gone anywhere better um mm. in terms of a hotel breakfast situation um and yeah i mean I, I don't know what else to say just loved it okay okay well i think we we know why you loved it because of the food clearly i mean um, but that's <laughs> awesome that's awesome i didn't know you had ever been to dubai so that's yeah. news to me and probably to a lot of the listeners we didn't know you were mm-hmm. so well traveled <laughs> <laughs> all right sure. so my number number one is gone 
right? My yes. number, I'm going to pick number nine. Number nine is a special day in December. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just a special day. Mm-hmm. Right. So number nine says, did you have any summer traditions with friends or family as an adult? Did I have? Do I have? Like, yeah, I should be. I mean, to make I'm still, still alive. Still alive? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I don't know. This is not really a good question because I don't think I have any summer traditions. Um, mm-hmm. But if I have to really, really try to force something, I would say that the summer tradition that we currently have um, amongst my friends and family, really my family, but friends as well, is we always try to get together during the summer. So, like, July 4th, we used to always, actually, that's true, we used to always have. At end of the summer like cookout at my uncle's house. Cookout, yeah. yeah, and it was like, you know, mm. we had the big house, the big yard, the swimming pool. So it used to be lit. We used to always what? do that um, for a few years running, actually. Um, yeah. And it was a lot of fun. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly why we stopped doing it, probably because we started to get a little bit too old and it was like, we need oh, to, like, I, if we're going to have I a know, cookout. I actually know the tea on why. <laughs> okay, like, yeah. I was if we have a just cookout, talking about this, but you know, I'll tell you offline. Okay. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I probably know as well, but you know, I'm you know being measured You're, as mm-hmm. a measured human being. But it's okay. Don't tell everybody that there's tea involved. Like, <laughs> nah. The reason we don't do it anymore is because we got too old, and for us to do a cookout, we need to like the cookouts must be lit, and you can't really get to uncle's house. You know what I mean? And your uncle that has little kids. Like, mm-hmm. nah. We can't do the things that we really want, especially with a swimming pool. Like, yeah, it's just such a missed opportunity. So, you know, but Dolph that used to be a summer the, tradition. Dolph was just a troublemaker. What, what kind of lit are you trying to be, huh? Why can't um, you be wholesome lit? Oh, who the said I don't want to be wholesome lit? Will, will, will accept. Oh, so that's also the other tradition that we have, not in its place, but that's kind of just started off, is mm-hmm. that we also get together and have some wholesome litness, family-wise, <laughs> you know? We always do, you know, if it's Memorial Day or Labor mm-hmm. Day, um, any of the days in the fall, spring, summer, we always try to get together. Um, a lot of times at my brother's house, because um, mm-hmm. he has the biggest Glover backyard, doesn't like kind to of. Host us because Glover doesn't like to host us. Let's be honest. Nah, I don't have an outside space. I wish I had outside spaces. I would definitely host a lot more things. Your inside space um, is nice. Yeah, but inside, like summer, the summertime, yeah, you want to be outside, right, you know? Yeah. So it's like, but yeah, so that's, that's, I would say, a tradition that we do is just getting together, having fun, breaking bread, and, you know, having a good old time. So that's mine. All right, Faye, you got another question. Um, let's do thirty. Number thirty, boring. The first and the last. Like. Okay, this is the last time <laughs> you're gonna come for my number choice. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> All right, number thirty. If you could relive one summer of your life without changing a thing, which one would you pick and why? Summer sixteen. Um, but for real though, that's actually the summer, I- and I had me a. Mm. was it that summer that i want to choose because there was also i i want to say ooh, iconic june 8th sister's birthday when all y'all came down to salisbury of course i remember i was there that was <laughs> i think that was the summer of 20 2013 and that was also a lot of fun because uh, um, yeah it had to be 2013 because it was after i was done with college but she wasn't done with college yes. so, yeah must be 2013 yeah and I was, you know, the baby of the crowd, you know, outside, like outside for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just acting up. And um, yeah, that, I feel like that whole summer, honestly, I was just outside a lot. You know, I was um, 
I don't want to say breaking curfew, but I really wasn't. I was somehow able to like, like now seeing how my brother and sister move, especially my youngest sister, you know how it is. With the, they get away mm-hmm. with so much. I'm like, mm-hmm. now seeing how they move, I'm like, I didn't get away with shit. I was still <laughs> working within the confines of, you know, um, an African household, but I, mm-hmm. I managed to have me a good ass time. So I would honestly like, that was my first summer. So 2013, not 2016. It's a, can I have a tie doll? Will you allow it? Oh, uh, sure, sure, it? Okay, sure. Okay, because, yes, one is after <laughs> I turned team, my first year out of college, um, first year in college, like the summer after my first year in college, and the other is my first summer outside of college. And both of them were fun. Um, just because, you know, you were experiencing things. You know, the first one outside of college for me, I had turned 21. I went to Miami that summer. It was, oh, oh. youth, youth doll. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, sometimes I look back, I'm like, first of all, I'd be like, I didn't have enough crazy experiences, but I'd be like, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely... We lost you for a second. I don't know if you lost me, but I lost you. Yeah, unfortunately, guys, like, today, I don't want to talk... Oh. It's crazy. Uh, I'm I'm here, though, right? But, yes, We're making it I'm work. receiving... I'm receiving phone calls that are interrupting my recording. Oh, that's what that I, is. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're wrapping up here. I'm going to do my my number when i send a message to these people to let them know to chill i'll get back <laughs> to them um hopefully they'll allow it all right mm-hmm. so my number i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick the number 12 all right so number 12 okay. mm-hmm. what was part of your childhood summers that you now recognize was a privilege to have or experience mm-hmm. i love this question um i think that for me kind of in line with what was one of your best summers um something that i realized definitely that was a privilege um, not to be taken for granted. And I don't think that I did at the time, um, mm-hmm. but I think it was just the norm is traveling every mm-hmm. summer. Um, mm-hmm. I literally traveled every single summer, like middle school, high school, college, mm-hmm. every single summer. Like, I don't think I, I could be missing a summer. Like I could be wrong, but like from mm-hmm. middle school all the way through college, which you guys can do the math, like we're talking 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a summer that I stayed exclusively in America. Like I always traveled, mm-hmm. be it Nigeria, be it here or there. I was always out of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that really like was a privilege, right? It was a privilege yeah. to see all these places. Um, I was having a conversation recently with someone and I, maybe I was explaining, like just telling him like some of my travel experiences, like just like, oh yeah, I went here um, because summer vacation or whatever. And the person was like, oh, like, you had a privileged life. You had a nice mm-hmm. life. And I'm like, nah, I'm from the streets, mm-hmm. man. I'm from the <laughs> trenches. But like, I was privileged to have those experiences because yeah. now that the trips are on my dime, mm-hmm. I don't be traveling. I be in mm-hmm. America. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely, definitely a huge privilege to be able to travel and see so many different um, at a young age. I think it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a different experience. It's something that everyone deserves and should have. Mm-hmm. If possible, but definitely not cheap. So that's my privilege. That's my childhood privilege. Great answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do tunes of the week. We're gonna hop off this, but before we do real quick, Faye, I want to mm-hmm. ask a, a bonus question just for you. What mm-hmm. is the most fun you've had this summer or the most fun experience you've had this summer? I hope you're gonna answer too. Um so random, but something that filled my heart so much which I would have never expected. I was not looking forward to doing this. Like I was fine to do it, but I was excited. Is oh, I know the when is. I went to <laughs> when I went to Atlantic with my peoples, uh-huh. we had a beach moment where we rode bikes for like an hour and a half. Uh-huh. 
and my heart was just full like I don't know it was just it was very wholesome and sweet and I just felt very grateful and lucky and I'm a huge summer person like I love the heat I love warm weather I love it all so just being outside with the sun shining with the breeze from the bike riding with my peoples it was it was so sweet and beautiful like it's definitely a highlight that mm. popped into my Okay. Nice. That is that is dope. Um, I don't have my summer's been. Then the question was just for you. <laughs> um, you want me to answer for you? Cause I can. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> no, like, I don't know what scared. you're gonna say. So I, I would rather not. No, I don't want you to answer for me. Um, all my... I gotta say is the is a certified lover boy. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, my 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 uh, I don't think I have one thing. But I've been enjoying the summer and enjoying mm-hmm. the weather. Mm-hmm. Been enjoying, you know. A lot of soccer, so I've been enjoying that. Kind of boring, but that's nice. what I've been doing, man. Yeah, I've just been chilling. Mm-hmm. Just been chilling. Okay. Um, let's do our tunes of the week real quick before we get okay. into the episode. For real, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go first. My mm-hmm. tune of the week is off of an album. I don't know if we've talked about this yet. I don't think that we have. But my guy has a new album that dropped like a week ago, maybe a week mm-hmm. and a half ago now, or two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Either way, if you guys know, like, I love J-Truth. And a song that I really, really like right now is a song called Militarian featuring Naira Mali. Oh, I, it's just, that's the like, one. That's the one I, like, as soon as I heard it, I saved it. Like, when I was listening to the album, it took, yeah. like, two lines. And I was like, yo. Yeah, so like, I don't know. When I first heard it, I was like, ah, I don't know. Because, you know, J-Hus, like, he has this thing where I feel like he makes songs that are not, like, it's almost like I don't want to say it's off beat because it's not off beat, mm-hmm. but like it's just a little bit off kilter and like yeah, yeah. so like the first couple of times sometimes like it kind of gets you like like oh mm-hmm. like I feel like this is good, but like I have to get into the rhythm of this song mm-hmm. like it's not a regular basic rhythm that I'm I can quickly get into. That's how I felt mm-hmm. about it. Um, mm-hmm. But after a few more, yeah, no, that was like this is yeah like well and I yeah the song is just fire. J Hus is yeah. like yo he said I took her to my house house <laughs> I was like yeah. <laughs> she's so definitely funny. house if you take her to your house like it's like the way i pounded it it was like pounded yeah mama. Ah! it's so funny because those are the things that make me like go crazy but it's like so stupid the it's courteous like, you know? lines but exactly i get it i get it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah really so that's that's my tune of the week go listen to the j Hus album very very good mm-hmm. and militarian is better how about you um oh i'm i'm really liking tequila ever after that's the album that just mm. dropped adekunle um gold album that just dropped it's so good it's such summer vibes speaking of summer like you, i need i want to be on a beach somewhere i want to be in a hammock somewhere i just want to be you know in the zone in the heat loving life listening to that album mm-hmm. it's really really good i love a song on it called i think it's omoeko i like sorrow okay I like okay. the opener. I can't remember what the opener is called right now. It's something about peace of mind. It's just, it's really good vibes. And all his um, beats, for the most part, are great. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think y'all should listen. Yeah, no, definitely listen. I haven't listened yet, but it's on my list of things to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just love the way he be moving um, mm-hmm. musically. So, I'm sure, like, I don't have to listen to it. I already know it's fire. Like, I just, I mean, I'm waiting if you for already, the right time. I was going to say, especially if you already know the singles, I mean, of course, if yeah. you know the singles, you will like the album. Like it's it's in that vein. I feel like the end of the album starts to drag a little for me, and it starts being a little bit more crossover. Like he has a song on there with Pharrell. That yeah, I'm I saw that. With. I was very interested in what that would sound like. It's okay. Um, it it doesn't for me. It doesn't. 
I don't think it fits as well with the rest of the album. And I actually do like that about maybe the tail end of the album in a row, but it's yeah. not bad. I don't think Adekunle knows how to make bad music, even if he mm-hmm. tried. Um, but yeah, this to me, the first half of the album is the strongest part, and I love it so much. Okay, okay. Yeah, fire. Definitely go listen to both of those albums. A lot of new music dropped. I mean, a lot of new music. We're not gonna, if we mm-hmm. talk about all the new music, we're going to be here for like another 10 minutes. We don't want to mm-hmm. do that to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but check out those songs. Keep enjoying your summer, guys. Um, yeah. And enjoy this episode. Please do. Please do. Okay. So for today's episode, I think we have a really, really awesome perspective topic that we're dealing with. Um, and it's basically burst out of a couple conversations I had with my brother. The first one being, um, he had to kind of remind me the other day about how, yo, you know how many things you've accomplished? Because I guess I was like being dismissive of certain accomplishments. And like, um, to be honest, it was me being like, I feel like, where am I going? Like, I'm just so like, what's going on? Like, I feel unanchored to anything, you know, like I've gone to school, I have a job, I, da, 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 da. so I'm like, now what? Like, I didn't feel like I had anything that was actively working towards. And he's like, okay, cool, fair enough. But like, stop and smell the roses. Remember all the work you've put into this point. Remember how many things you've overcome to this point and like sink your teeth into that as opposed to being so worried about the future. And I was like, ooh, wise one, aren't you? So yeah, with that in mind, it was like, um, a matter of us starting to discuss things like the journey and where you're at now and just experiencing life for what it is now versus always looking forward to like whatever the destination is. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess with that in mind, I think we should have a two part conversation starting with like the journey and what that means for us. And, and then maybe we can like, um, split it out into another conversation about the future and our destination and our hopeful destination, I guess you should say, because mm-hmm. is where we'll land. Right. Um, so yeah. yeah. What do you think? Initial thoughts? Like, initial yeah, no, a hundred percent. I agree with you. I think that's a beautiful way to do it. Um, and I do think it's a very important conversation to have, <clears throat> um, right. As the point of, we always have to reflect reflection is like one of the most important things Mm -hmm. to do as a human being, right? Is to reflect, reflect on where you're at, reflect on what has happened. Um, Because no matter what you have planned for the future, if you're not really appreciating what has come already, you're just going to be going and going and going. And you won't even know when you've like gone past where you thought you would get to, you would just keep going. Um, So I think it's really important. And for sure, for sure, I, I think I definitely relate to the feeling of, Oh, I've done this. I've done that. I've done this. I've done that. Um, I don't know. What am I supposed to be no, doing what? now? <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll share for me one of like the really critical parts. Oh, maybe not critical. I don't know. That word is stuck in my head right now. <laughs> Everything is critical. <laughs> but one of the, the parts of my life that I, this really comes into play for me is like my career, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, of course, like you said, went to school did all that, you know, got my degree. Ooh, thank God. Got a job, been working, um, you know, been hustling, doing this job, doing that job. You know, first it was to make ends meet. Then it was for fun. Then it was because that's just what I'm used to. Um, but I got to a certain point where I decided, and I'm sure I've probably said on the, on the podcast before, because I, I think I told everyone, which I think I'm not doing anymore. Um, <laughs> but I decided that, oh, you know what? Like, 
I really want to get into IT. I want to switch fields. Um, and I did a couple of things to make that happen, right? Like I took a class. I learned a little bit about um, certain aspects of it. My issue was IT, like to the outside world, IT might mean something. But if you <laughs> say I want to learn IT, that doesn't that mean, mean anything. Like yeah. you want you to learn. Certifications out there. <laughs> exactly. It's like you want to learn something that you cannot actually learn. <laughs> like you need to narrow it down. So I've been on that journey a little bit of narrowing it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I bring all that up is one of the motivators for me doing it really and truly was, hey, I think I might just be interested in this. I think this might just be fun, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so in the process of me learning a little bit about different aspects of it, I've learned a couple of things that I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's not going to be fun for me, yeah. right? But that, because I've told a couple of people around me, there's like a little bit of pressure of like, hey, like, are you still doing that thing? Like, wow. you took that class, whatever came of it. Like, it looks like I'm not doing anything, yeah. but I'm like, oh, like, you don't understand. Like, I don't want to do that. That's yeah. not fun and like again kind of realizing like oh like i I have a job right now like i'm good with what i have right now like i'm not um i'm not looking for of course i'm always looking for something better but it's not out of desperation like i'm looking for something better that fits what i want moving forward um and just recognizing that like yeah like i don't need to just switch for the sake of switching um Mm -hmm. so that's one aspect where i'm like I had to sit back and be like, okay, like, no, 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 I'm, I've done well so far. Like, yeah. I know that made it sound like I wanted to do something new, but like, it's not because I'm doing so bad right now. It's just yeah. because I just want to do something You're better. Want to different, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of times people forget about the fact that taking a class again doesn't mean that your future destination is the same as everybody else in that class or the expected destination is everybody else in that class for you taking that class was an eye-opener like it was an introduction and then allowed you to make the better decision for you you didn't necessarily need to take the route that was you know typically expected that if you're taking this class it's because you're ultimately going to end up in this field so um i think that's a great perspective to share because honestly i think how many times have we heard somebody say i want to do it and it's like okay (laughs) like what does that mean good luck with that like let me know how that goes and it's like um i like to hear when people are like ultimately i thought about it i tried it i tested it out i dipped my toe in it and it just wasn't for me because i feel like the only story we really ever hear about is i want to try it and then you know someone emerges with the x certificate and you know <laughs> now they're on that way that now that's their like ultimate life goal you know so um such as life though i think there's no, no harm in either way but it is important that um, those like us who just, you know, enjoy talking and sharing perspectives, share the perspective that might um, not see the light of day as much. So, yeah, of hopefully course. that's what we get to accomplish with this conversation. But before we continue down, like, the deep path, mm-hmm. out if it's too much of a time suck, if it doesn't matter. But I did allude to the fact that a couple conversations led to this one. And the mm-hmm. uh, other conversation was about <laughs> Breaking Bad and Ozark, right? And I personally like Ozark better and I I think I know what you prefer Dalapa correct me if I'm wrong Breaking Brad right um I don't I've never really compared them and had to choose one of the over the other I, I will say I watched Ozark when it was happening yeah Breaking Bad I think I was late to the party if I remember uh-huh. correctly Same um here. and Ozark is more recent so right off the bat I'm going with Ozark okay. um but 
I'm also like my memory is bad. Like I'm like you know how people remember everything about Breaking Bad. Like yeah. I couldn't tell you how it finished. Like I don't even remember. <laughs> you know? so, um, okay. I'm like the worst. With okay. That. So you might not be the best person to pose this to, um, but for me, yeah, I I have um, recency bias with Ozark a little bit because I watched that a little bit more recently, but mm-hmm. not by much because honestly, like I watched Breaking Bad in between Ozark seasons, so okay. I I mean I feel like I still watched it recently enough that it's fresh in my mind, um, and I could compare it pretty easily for me, and yeah, I definitely like Ozark more and. To nobody's surprise, I suppose. My brother prefers Breaking Bad. I say to nobody's surprise because it seems as though I have the unpopular opinion. But I feel like if we were to zoom out for a second, most people I talk to about Breaking Bad share my sentiment in that it starts off slow but ends amazingly. Season five was amazing. The last episode was like the best episode of television. Da, da, da. So they allow that to like supersede the what I just I believe is the first three seasons of Black. Whereas Ozark, I think, okay, I didn't love how it ended. I don't love the arc of Ruth ending the way it did because she's everybody's favorite character. And I'm like, we did her like that. But as a whole, the journey was amazing. Like, come on, that 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 show, every episode, even like the throwaway storylines, like I was mentioning, like the storyline with the therapist that was just corny and um, <laughs> like pulled up with a Transformers looking car and then was dead the next episode. Sorry, spoiler alert. But if you haven't watched it, that's your business. Um, anyway, all that to say, the journey of Ozark was better. So I actually feel like those who choose Ozark appreciate the journey more. And those who choose Breaking Bad appreciate the destination more because... For them, as long as the destination is a 10, they're okay with some sixes and some sevens and the roller coaster. Whereas for me, I like to be on a steady eight all the way through. Um, do you agree with that theory? <laughs> I, okay. So again, right in front of it, I'm going to say I'm like the worst with this because my memory on all this yes, stuff yes, is yes, yes. terrible. But the way that I remember Breaking Bad, I it definitely starts off a little bit slow. But to say the first three seasons were like slow and like, n- like basically to break it down to like nothing happened and you're just okay, like that's okay, not okay, true. Okay. No, 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 no. I have to cut you off. I disagree. You can't, you can't cut me off, right? So listen, because even if you think about how Breaking Bad was released, remember okay. Breaking Bad was not on Netflix. Like this was yeah. on TV. They were doing episodes every week. Mm-hmm. People have to keep watching. You People are not coming right. back because it was like nothing was happening. Right. That was a journey, right? So right. I don't know if I agree with the simplification of one is a journey, one is a destination. Because um, you're kind of boiling Breaking Bad down to like, oh, it finished amazingly and like everything before wasn't amazing. And I don't think that's true. I know I didn't watch Breaking Bad all the way through um, because I was waiting for the last episode. Like I legit enjoyed the whole process of watching it. So okay, okay, fair enough. Say. I wanted to cut you off just to say, I agree. Like, I'm not going to say that every episode of the first three seasons were slow. I'm just saying there were enough dips in it where I'm like, like we could have done without that episode. We could have done with those, without those three episodes. Like at times it would just be like a la, 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 la. Oh, great episode. Like I feel like I was on a little bit more of a roller coaster. Those first three three and a half-ish seasons and then we were on a steady incline slash like steady high altitude ride for the rest of the show that's how I feel when I was Ozark I feel like I was steadily inclining slash on the high altitude level throughout but that's my personal opinion anyway tangent aside um I I, I do believe that the journey I, I don't want to also 
put it as a versus thing because you mentioned that prior to us recording. It's not necessarily that one is better than the other. It's just mm-hmm. both are worth appreciating for what they bring to the table. And I will say that I find it that the journey is more easily dismissed oftentimes when there's this destination one is looking towards, where there's a shiny ball to look ahead at. Or when you're like reviewing somebody's life, even like someone who passed away, you sometimes are only like focused on the like amazing successes towards the end of their life, as opposed to like the full picture, like imagine where this started, where they're at now. Maybe let's talk like musicians. Let's say like their worst album to their last best album, whatever. A lot of times people are thinking of the best as opposed to like, look at that growth in between, like, or even if it was like later in life, it got a little bit worse, quote unquote. It's like, Oh, I mean, look at the direction they took, whatever, like just take it, in for all that it is as opposed and the whole story and the whole narrative as opposed to just like you know picking pieces scenes of somebody's life and yeah i think we all fall victim of doing that to ourselves and even to others um of course so, yeah all that yeah, means no of course let's get into our journeys our wins and all of yeah that. no i and i was gonna i was gonna ask you you know to you know share with us and maybe really with yourself right take the second to do that reflection and looking at yourself and your life and where you are now like what would you consider a really big win that you've had that has set you up to be where you are that maybe you appreciate it maybe you haven't always appreciated it but something that's just like yo that's a win that i look back on and is a reason that i'm here and i should cherish and appreciate um I guess I should have thought of this more, right? But mm-hmm. um, I think maybe the relationships I've cultivated with my siblings and like some of my closest, closest friends in the world, um, mm-hmm. slash my parents, like when I like, you know, I'm on my deathbed one day, I'm going to remember that as really pivotal elements of my life because not everybody has that. It's honestly, maybe not to any credit of my own or not to full credit of my own. Obviously the, other party in the relationship has a lot to do with it, but I really appreciate the ability and the, the, um, just the fact that these people are in my life and that we have a strong enough bond that I, I know that no matter what, I'm never really on an island on my own. Like there will always be someone there for me. I think that's a really huge accomplishment. I'm appreciative of, grateful for it every day. But then on a more like independent, like, <laughs> I don't want to call it surface level. You see, I'm already starting to diminish things, but yeah, don't. Um, I think the fact that I'm able to take care of myself and I'm a super responsible person at that, like no one around me really has to worry about me. Um, they know that like I'll probably always do the right thing, and and me being able to take care of myself is by being responsible in my academics or in my professional life or financially, like. Um, you know, I have two degrees I'm really proud of and that weren't easy. I mean, speaking of taking classes before, like diving in fully, like I did that with my second degree because I was like you, I'm like, I'm not going to just do something more analytical just because maybe it's the quote unquote right things to do. Let me actually see if I like it. I liked it by pursuing a certificate in analytics and then I jumped in fully. Um, I've switched careers. Um, and I did it, I feel like seamlessly. Um, so I'm really proud of that. And I really enjoy what I do on a day to day. And I don't think everybody can say that. And I'm so grateful and appreciative of that because like I've had a job where I was like dreading waking up and 
step into my computer every day and now I'm not mm-hmm. there. And so that's such an accomplishment and I'm proud of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, like I said, my financial wherewithal, like knowing not to spend too much, when to spend, never feeling like I can't handle my business. Um, mm-hmm. And all of this in spite of like huge things, huge life elements, um, some that I probably won't share ever and some that I've shared before in terms of like we've talked about my eyesight before and how that's to anybody else maybe something that would be super crippling and um, would stop them short but in spite of a pretty big thing in my life aka having a disability I've accomplished quite a bit and I feel like I've done it with with grace Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was <laughs> okay. No, I and I think and I think that's very true. I think it's very true and you should, you know, 100% be happy and proud of yourself, right? Like from the outside looking in, I would definitely say like all those things I see and I agree with, right? Cuz you know sometimes someone be like, "Yeah, I feel like I'm a really patient person." And you're like, "You're not a patient person." But that cannot be your win. Your win cannot be that you're a patient person when you're not patient, right? Like your win cannot be that I'm really good with money, but then, like, you ask for money every other week. Like, yeah. you're not really good with money. Like, that's not a win for you. Um, so, no, I, I think I, again, from what I know and from what I see, I definitely agree with all those wins for you. And they're definitely things worthy of being celebrated and being happy and proud of, right? Um, I think that, um, like you said, a lot of times we don't take the time to recognize our wins because we're always focused on what we're trying to do next or how we can be better. Or a lot of times we just focus so much on our failures that we stop moving. Right. Like we just focus on like your turn, your turn, your turn. Listen, listen, I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But I think that a lot of times you just focus on like on our failures that it stops Mm -hmm. us from moving. Um, And I think that for me, I will go, I will zig when you zag and saying Mm -hmm. that um, one of my really big, I'm not going to call it a win, but it is a win. But I'm going to start off with the angle of a failure is um, having a little bit of financial difficulties at a time of my life when I didn't expect to have any, like I had my whole life and never had any level of financial difficulties. Like I never, I mean, people that know me, I don't spend crazily. So it's not like that, but like, I'm the kind of person that like, I'm not checking how much milk costs at the store because what the hell if it's two dollars or three dollars i have to buy it and i have the money so i'm gonna buy it and not think about it mm-hmm. um but having financial difficulties where i had to now start thinking about things i hadn't thought about and kind of had to dig myself out of that hole mm-hmm. um it was a failure in a sense but really a, a big win because i feel like i was able to pull myself out of it mm-hmm. with the help of people around me but also with my own determination and grit and it required me to really rely on all my previous wins, right? Mm-hmm. So if we, again, since we're on money thin, right? It reminded me like, yo, like you've always had like two, three jobs. Like, so mm-hmm. if money is an issue right now, you can just get a second job and yeah. that's going to make things easier. And I was like, okay, light bulb. Like, why am I acting like I'm stuck and I can't mm-hmm. do anything else? You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. that's what I did. I got a second job and boom, boom, boom. Before you know it, things improved. Like, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of like temporary things that were like, pulling on me so i was always gonna get out of the situation but in the moment it felt terrible it felt Mm -hmm. like i'm never going to have a dollar to my name um so getting out of that was a really big win for me and that's something that 
I can always take with me moving forward of like, I've gone through that. I was able to come out of it. Um, I can always come out of it as long as I rely on my skills and my abilities and the things that I've worked really hard to be able to do. I will always be good, like in that sense, you know? So for me, like that's a win that I um, occasionally, not all the time, but occasionally definitely have to step back and reflect on and be like, damn, like a year and a half ago or a year ago, like things were kind of crazy. Things were looking really crazy. And now things are okay. Like you can buy Chipotle every day. Like, okay, we're back. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I think like for me, that's one that from the outside looking in, probably people didn't know or see. Um, But again, because I had also a lot of people around me that shielded and protected me and backed me up and made sure I was good Mm -hmm. so that it didn't have to be worse than it was. So that's a really big win for me that um, I'm always going to be happy about and hopefully will always be able to look back on the way I'm looking back on it now. Like, oh yeah, I did that Mm because I did do that. Any others? You deserve to... I know that I know I know that you feel like now you want because you feel like you give us all your wins. You yeah. feel like I have to match all your wins. I don't think that I have to match all your wins. <laughs> I'm not looking for you to match. I just want you to jerk yourself off a little bit more. Just say more. If there is more to say. I mean of course there's more. I have a lot of wins, but that's one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um I think another like I guess since we're in this moment now and we really do mm-hmm. want to capture this moment now, mm-hmm. another like recent win that i am i'm calling a win i'm not there yet i'm still working on it but another win i would give myself is just taking care of myself and uh from a health perspective right um Mm -hmm. i've really been trying to for the past couple of months i always do this and like fall off and get back on but i've really been trying to like work out um the diet thing you know i try my best as well but i've really been trying to work out and like stay physically active um Mm -hmm. and even though I'm not where I want to be and I still see like all the failures and I still see all the shortcomings um, at different stages, I still consider it a win because I'm still putting myself out there and still putting the energy and the work to get to where I want to get to. And I'm still like committing myself and resources to do that. Right. Um, And I also think mentally, even more than physically, mentally, like, like I said, being in some tough situations and tough places that I hadn't been in before and wasn't expecting to be in, right? Being able to just kind of address my issues in a healthy way, right? Like I didn't become a drug or anything like that. I didn't start taking drugs. I didn't start doing anything crazy. Like I don't have like, cause you know, people go through things and then they look back and be like, oh, I was really going through something. And like, now they need everyone to forgive them because they were crazy. I don't have that because I handle things as I should as like, okay, like, yeah, things are crazy right now, but I'm not going to become someone else. I'm going to be myself regardless Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to become a crazy person. So I think that's a really big win for me because I really could have gone crazy. I think people have gone through less and gone crazier. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I appreciate my uh, mental fortitude Mm -hmm. for um, for not falling too easily. Yeah, I was going to say too, I honestly was going to say that to you in the sense that I feel like you didn't mention enough how like, you're just always good vibes, good people, you know, like, I think that is definitely a major win of yours. Like if anybody needs anything, just because I, I know your sister on a personal level. I mean, I know you on a personal level. I know your family on a personal level. I know what you do for people on a day to day. And I think that like, you're 
sunny disposition and you're like kind <laughs> part and just like always you know whenever you're around people they know they can rely on you and you bring the mellow you bring the chill in all circumstances I think that's definitely a huge win it may what made me really think about it is when you're like oh some people will say they're patient they're really not I'm like oh, something a lot of people could say is like how like you know just giving generous with your time with your energy you are you should you should boast about that that people know yeah. how much of a win that is. Because like you even mentioned, like sometimes you're going through things, like things that are bothering you, stressors that everybody else is going through as well. But I don't think that ever, like you just now, really affects your willingness to help and be there for those around. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you saying that. And um, yes, that's definitely something I consider when um, now more than ever. Um, and it definitely goes under like the the category of wins that we don't personally think about or appreciate ourselves as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I'm happy to say over the past few months, I have been reminded by people um, of that about myself, which is really nice because it's always unexpected and unwarranted in a lot of ways where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like I did something for you. Nice. Like, okay. You mm-hmm. know, like, like you said, like my sister, my sister were like, do something for me and i'm like wait i don't understand like you're doing something for me like i like you owe me but then like mm-hmm. what did i ever do for you like i'm like you know i'm like racking my brain like what did i ever do for you like what did i do to deserve this so um yeah i think you're absolutely right um a lot of times our wins are special especially when others recognize them as well um so you know for those listening and for everyone take the time to reflect on your own wins and your journey so far um but also reach out to people that you see on their journey, that you see their wins and call it out, right? Like name their wins for them, mm-hmm. say it out loud, because mm-hmm. you always assume people know their wins. Um, and you always assume people are thinking about their wins and they're counting their wins. But sometimes you lose focus, right? Sometimes you get distracted by everything else. Um, and it's very, very nice to have someone be like, yo, I don't know if you know this, but like you killed X, like that was dope, and you're not even thinking about it. Like, think about the biggest artists in the world; they still love to have people tell them, "Like, I really like your song," even yeah. though like they know everyone likes their song. Yeah. So, regular people need that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, like I mentioned before, I think we definitely have more to discuss in the sense that there is stuff that we're hoping we we obtain in life. Like, we, we don't want it to stop here. And honestly, I feel like um. It, part of it is like this conversation about failure that you already kind of alluded to where um, like as much as like one of my biggest wins is the, the relationships I have that I hold so near and dear. But on the flip side, there's obviously people that were in my life more heavily at one point that aren't as much now. So I consider that to be a failure as somebody who um, prides herself a lot or covets the relationships I have a lot. Like whenever I feel like, you know, there's a, there's a misconnection somewhere or a disconnect um, that becomes more permanent. It, it never feels great to me. Like it's something that I, um, I definitely consider a failure, if you will. And that kind of breeds into like m- my biggest fear for the future is as much as, yeah, I have my siblings and my friends, there is this other element of connection in the ether and <laughs> the partnership, the love connection that I'm like, Oh, I would love to experience that one day. And it's like, will that happen? Slash, oh, I've had those misconnections in the past. Like, is that it for, is that it? Like, I've had those have come and gone and like, it will not come again. And so I guess part of 
always being curious about the future is ruminating on some of your failures and being worried that that's an indication of what could happen for you long term. So I definitely would like to talk about that more in our next segment, if you're down. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. We'll definitely take some time to talk about the destination, the future, and all that stuff, right? So for sure, for sure, we are going to talk about that on another episode. Um, But for now, just a little bit about our personal journeys, um, and we'll talk about some other stuff. Now let's get into the conversation with our special guests for the week. Um, Okay, so you guys know that we talked all about our journey, especially our journey to get to the podcast realm. earlier in this episode, but we figured we would have our good friend join us, our friend Debbie, um, to talk about her journey. And obviously she doesn't necessarily have a podcast or maybe not so obviously, but um, she doesn't have a podcast. Rather, her journey has been one um, of, you know, becoming a doctor. She's a full-blown mm. MD. Hey. Um, and she's had a pretty interesting um, journey. I mean, coming from Nigeria and to the point where she is now, um, you know, practicing medicine in a hospital in Pennsylvania. There's been a lot of um, ups and downs, twists and turns, and we figured she would be a great addition to this topic. And just hearing her firsthand account of what it's like to, you know, be a doctor and to get to this point, especially given all of our parents out there probably wished we would have, you know, followed a similar path. Um, so yeah, anyway, with that said, um, Debbie, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself? You can just, you know, let the people know your name, like, you know, how long you've been doing this whole medicine thing, what kind of, uh, a hospital you work for maybe the type so, of medicine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. Sorry to interrupt. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Right. So I think that um sorry, I had like a great idea to jump in and disturb you, then I okay. forgot what I wanted to say. Fair but <laughs> yeah, I think you should go ahead and ask her face question. That's a good oh, one. Right? Wow. So welcome well, me to the podcast first. And <laughs> you know just shouldn't be that. <laughs> like that was so unnecessary. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling a little bit unruly today. I apologize. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> Debbie, like like I already mentioned, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us as much or as little as you, and we can go from there. Ah, where's Debbie? I'm right here. Oh, go ahead now. Talk. <laughs> so you know, you guys, I lost you guys. I had to refresh the whole. Thing. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I, I noticed there was like a little bit of connectivity issues. Um, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll we'll do our best to make this work. You know, doing things over the internet is. 2023 problems you sometimes mm-hmm. lose connection um but i think it was just a simple like hey like tell us a little bit about who you are um and just yeah where you are now i think let's start there like what do you think that you are now if you had to say i am here at this point in life i, I think i'm still learning more about myself mm-hmm. <laughs> but um i'm here like i i'm doing what i love now mm-hmm. okay you're doing what you love now what is it that you love Oh, you know, I love helping people. I love um, impacting people's lives. Yeah, I just like, I just love medicine. Like, I like the fact that I get to just not treat people. Just, I don't just see my page like, oh, just a number. Also, family medicine in particular um, allows you to actually have relationship with your page. Mm-hmm. So just, just being in a position where you influence people um, through um, making healthier children, also knowing them as a Okay, okay. So I see that, you know, I don't know if we captured this, but before we started, Debbie was like, oh, this feels like an interview. Like, this feels like a job mm-hmm. interview. Are you giving us job interview answers, which is fine. Oh, it's okay. Fine. We'll 
fight through the, you know, we'll fight through the the layer, the boundary of protection here. Um, so like we kind of talked about, right? This whole episode, the whole concept of the season is like a time capsule, right? So, like you said, like imagine like you are in 10 years, you're you want to give all the information in 10 years, yourself, you yourself, your future self is gonna look and be like, Oh damn, that's where I was 10 years ago. That's what I was doing. That's how I felt it was going, right? So you mentioned a couple of things. You said obviously you're working in the health field, you are working in family medicine. Um, are you still in med school? Like I know there's like that's a whole complicated process. We don't have to get too deep into that, but like, are you still in med school? Like, where are you in that in that part of the journey? I'm no longer in med school. Um Jaffa wasn't listening to me. <laughs> he wasn't listening to you. At all. It literally said she's a whole blown doctor, G Papa. Oh, yeah. oh, we don't all know what that means. We have to break it down for us. You. Well, I mean, so you do you want me to start from like undergrad and how I became doctor? Yeah, for you, for you, where did the journey begin? Well, it began back in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I grew up, you know. At least like 16 years of my life, I grew up in Nigeria. I did elementary school, high school, then I moved to the U.S. for college. So um, back in Nigeria, um, I mean, it was already ingrained in me that we're going to be a doctor. <laughs> I kind of liken it to, um, you know, Lion King um, when Simba was born. At hey. It's kind of like. She's going to be a doctor. Like, <laughs> so, like, I mean, they've been calling me Doctor Debbie from from the time I knew my name. So, mm. and I've been good in math. I love math. I loved. I love. I just love the sciences. The arts were not really my thing. I loved sports though. Mm-hmm. Um, science and math was just very. Um, so, I would say like. Cause my my parents kind of planned my life <laughs> um, to, to an extent, and I I'm not too mad about that. They didn't force me or anything to uh-huh. medicine, um, but I think they just knew that that was the area that I was good at, so they invested in that for me. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah. So I took the SAT. Um. I had a cousin, um, Colleen um, Shuffle, uh, was also going to um, college at the same time that I was applying to. Uh-huh. So my dad just felt like since he's going to Maryland, I might as well apply to this. Applying to, at least you would have family around. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so I left when I was 16, just after high school. Um, moved to a small town in Maryland called Salisbury. Small <laughs> indeed. Um, and yeah, that's where my journey began with taking biology classes. I, I was a pre-med at that time. And I got to meet cool people like Faye. And then met Doing. From Doing, I met Dolapo. And just like cool people like you guys. Um, so... Four years of undergrad, completed that. Um, but prior to that, completing those four years, um, during your junior year, your mentor kind of starts doing something called the MCAT, is to apply to medical school. And one thing I didn't have at that time was, I guess, good mentors. Um, I didn't realize the struggle into getting into medical school. Yeah, you- Are you guys there? Am I talking yeah. too much? 
No, no, no. We're not talking too much at all. And we are absolutely <laughs> we here. You're taking us through the journey. Okay. Cool. Um, I didn't realize how, like, you know, you have to get a certain type of GPA to get into med school. Um, I it had to do like extracurricular activities, which I couldn't really do um, because I was on visa. So like working working in the hospital wasn't something that I was doing because I didn't have. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of that worked against me in terms of getting like. Um, clinical experience um but yeah I didn't just have really good mentors it wasn't till like junior year I realized that to get into med school I need to get like 3.7 3.8 like science GPA to even to or at least an average of 3.6 to even considered um and I was looking at my GPA at that time and I think it was like a 3.3 3.4 I was like "Eh, I don't think you know I can get into medical school at that time, my advisor was just like, yeah, your grades are not good enough. Like, you should probably consider um, pharmacy or resp- respiratory therapy or something like uh-huh. that. And I was like, ah, okay, cool. Uh, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> I want to be a doctor. Um, so I still took the MCAT regardless, didn't score the greatest. And during your fourth year, um, Again, I'm on a visa, so it's like, what am I doing? Like, once this, once this fourth year is done, like, I'm going back to Nigeria type thing. Like, <laughs> in my life. Um, so that was very tricky for me because I, I taken the MCAT, didn't do that great, and like, I'm almost done with college, and I'm like, I don't want to come back to Nigeria. <laughs> so, you know, probably like doing like a post back at that time. Um or maybe a master's. So I spoke to my dad about that. Um, my dad was like, there's no money for that. <laughs> like the purpose of you starting early, um, I'm bringing you here to start college at 16 was because the medical journey is long. Like mm-hmm. just with getting master's, like, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> so my dad told me about the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to do that. That's where the rejects go. <laughs> because there's just a stigma about going to the Caribbean. I was like, I don't want to go there. Um, but I, I was running out of options. So yeah, I was like, okay, sure. I'll apply to the Caribbean. And I got into um, St. George's. And um, once I was done with college, I went straight to Grenada. Like there was no, I graduated in December and um, I think I left to Grenada 1st of January Uh at medical school. So that was another struggle on its own um, because uh, Grenada felt like I was in Nigeria again. Um, It was just a, just, it was just a, not really a cultural shock, but just like, what was, what was, advertised to me about St. George's wasn't really mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't really what I thought it was. So I called my dad and I was like, yo, <laughs> I don't think I can do this. Like I What I was were just, the discrepancies? Like what things were you expecting and what, what was reality? It just felt like I was in Nigeria again. Um, you know, the fact that I had to like when you use the shower you have to use it real quick or the hot because the hot water might just (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so the struggle <laughs> life. <laughs> the struggle life of like just being in Nigeria once again. It was hot. Um, there was no act. You can't really like. Was the AC? There's a difference between being in America and being in Grenada. <laughs> no, hundred percent. But coming from Nigeria, I would have actually thought it would have been a little bit of a smoother transition for you because knowing you in Salisbury for those years, like there were yeah. several years where you were like, ah, when I'm done with all this med school stuff, I'm gonna be back in Nigeria. Like that was where your right. comfort was. So I'm surprised to hear that it was such a shock for you. It was. It, it, it's it's funny because I mean I grew up in Nigeria, so I already know how it feels like um being in that kind of um environment but mm-hmm. i guess that was not really my expectation seeing how mm-hmm. beautiful Gren- don't get me wrong granada is very beautiful mm-hmm. but i guess I, I felt like i would still be getting the american treatment but nice. me in an island as well mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. wasn't really the case um but you know i think what made granada um such an enjoyable a memorable experience for me was also the friends I made because we're all in the struggle together. The exams were really difficult. I think we started the class of like 700, something wild like that. And mm-hmm. each semester, like the number kept on. It was really it like a tough t- two years, but mm-hmm. made it through um, Grenada. You do like two years of basic science there. And then for some people, they go they go to the UK or the US for the last two years. Okay. But knowing that I wanted to come back to the US, obviously I came back here mm-hmm. to also to get to get my clinical rotation. And that was another struggle on its own too, because um, being on a visa, um, being on you had to, I had to be on a business or a B one visa, mm-hmm. not a student visa, because Grenada or St. George's isn't considered a U.S. school, even though, like, you do your rotations in the U.S. So um, that that was a struggle on its own because I, I had to go back to Nigeria and get another visa. And each every six months with the B-1 visa, you have to leave the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got posted in Jersey. And the fact that I didn't have a social security like getting a house or an apartment was a struggle because I didn't have any form of um, like credit to show that I'm going to pay. So you had mm-hmm. to pay like three months in advance. So it was just like the financial cost was was long. Mm-hmm. Um, but we made it through. Did all my roti- my my um, clinical rotations in mostly in Jersey. I did some in New York as well. And um, fourth year of medical school that's when you start to apply to residency another struggle on its own um i had to apply broadly um because with family medicine um it's um there's a lot of programs but then not all programs um provide visa sponsor sponsorship Hmm. so you have to also be strategic in places you apply to ensure that um they uh, IMG friendly, which is like international medical graduates, like like the fact that I studied outside the US, you have to make sure that there are people like me in those kind of programs. So mm-hmm. I had to be strategic about that. Um applied, got some interviews, I matched in my first choice. Great. Nice. So well, I, I yeah. like match day, is match day the same time every year? 
like the around same the same time yes okay. it's done okay, it like it recently passed and i just saw a lot of people like announcing their match and i'm like being the outside looking in i, I know how big of a deal this day is for people and to hear right. that you matched with your first choice that's an amazing i'm sure it was it, it was great to know in that match and yeah going to residency in pennsylvania um, and still in residency, but that's another struggle on its own too. I feel like the struggle is endless. It never, yeah. it never, never stops. It's just different form of struggle. So yeah, got there. Say it's it, the city is called well, what I even call it is it's a really small rural town <laughs> <laughs> called Saya. Um, it's um, predominantly a white population. Uh, everyone's pretty nice there. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting residency, I, I felt like, yo, I'm actually a doctor. That's mad. Like, you know, you get to that, you get to, to that position. Like you've been dreaming about this for a very mm-hmm. long time. And then you're in it. And then you just feel like a fraud too. Oh, and yes. And, um, being in a place where I'm not seeing people that look like me too. Um, it was difficult to fit in. I always felt like I don't belong here. Um, I was chosen here by choice just to, you know, just because I'm <laughs> uh-huh. black. Maybe that's why they chose me. So um, just not feeling like I deserve to be in that position. So you also have to, I also had to deal with that. But thank God I'm, I'm not feeling that way anymore. Um, I'm amongst um really great people um my program is a very like supportive program Uh, they never made me feel like i did not belong but everything was all in my head Mm -hmm. um and they really prioritize well resident wellness and um, making sure that um you know we're we're taken care of they really do protect us um i'm really blessed to be in that program Um, and I don't know. I feel like I've been talking a lot. I feel like I need to ask me questions. Um, no, no, no. You have, but like, I, I mean, I think you did such a great job of like literally taking us through the journey from point A to point Z. And it, like, I felt like I completely understood how much of a journey really is. Like, it's not something that you just snap your fingers and you're a doctor. Like, it really takes a lot of work. And, well, like I mentioned, at the beginning, a lot of our parents want this life for us, but I think without realizing just how tedious it is, like, especially as an international student, like, I appreciate you mentioned some of the struggles you went through, like, logistically, outside of just having to deal with the academic rigor of med school, like, you were dealing with a whole nother set of, you know, issues and considerations, so really appreciate it, and I feel like you did a great job of, like, really getting us in your mindset as you were going through i appreciate those kind of yeah yeah and actually i i have a question for you since you want questions right oh yes um, please <laughs> no but no my question is going to be like like face said like you of course explained the journey very beautifully and succinctly so we appreciate that but what i want to ask you was a common thread i kind of found throughout was this concept of support um in terms of who was supporting you right like you talked about 
um, your family being involved in terms of like maybe in the beginning of like, hey, you should do this. You could be good at this. I like kind of pushing you a little bit in that way, but also throughout the journey as you're making decisions, as different difficulties come along, um, kind of going back to your family and other support system. Just talk a little bit about how important that has been for you on your journey so far, having your family or whoever else has been a support for you. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, the saying, it takes a village. It really mm. does take a village. Like, you can't do it by yourself. Um, I'm very blessed to have really great parents. Um, but, yeah, some things that they they don't get sometimes. So it's good to also have friends, too, that even though they are not in the field that you're pursuing, just having people to talk to and um, um, be a good support, like just like a good listening ear, I mm. think is important. I don't think I would be here without my parents, without my friends, because, you know, there are times when you want to give up and you're just like, bruh, I don't want to do this anymore. I know, I feel like everyone has that, but then you kind of remember where you're coming from. Um, also, I think knowing like your why, like why am I doing this too, mm. is also important. Like so, just thinking about the sacrifices my parents have made to to be where I am or to support me and my friends too. Like they, even if they're not supporting me financially, like just being like giving, providing emotional support really goes a long way. So. Um, I mean, I put in the work too, so I'm proud of myself too, but like, I, you really, you really can't do it by yourself, man. Like you need to be surrounded by loved ones, this journey. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, outside of what I'm sure the highlight was, which, you know, maybe graduating med school or like matching with your first choice, like, do you have like a... A time you can think of when you look back in your journey where you're like, wow, like I can't believe I made it through that, or I'm so proud of, you know, being XYZ, like your proudest moment, if you will, or happiest moment. I can't think of any. <laughs> you can't think of any happiest, or you can't, th- you can think of happy and proud moments. <laughs> no, I don't even want to take off from, like, I don't want to take these off the table. Like, if it is like matching with your first choice or graduating from med school itself, like, whatever it is, it can be it. Like, it doesn't have to be anything too profound or <laughs> unexpected. But I, I can't think of any at this time. I mm-hmm. honestly, it, this might sound crazy, but I feel like seeing people, like, seeing the joy that I guess my achievement brings to other people makes me happy. Mm-hmm. That's so, like, I guess just seeing how proud my parents were or, or just, in general, seeing how proud my friends are of me is, I guess, I won't say the proudest moment, but those are like moments that I, I, you know, I cherish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't think of any any other moments where, yeah, I, I really think it's just seeing how my loved ones be my achievement. It's so crazy do how- you? So, so, so you mentioned you mentioned a more, and it's funny because we actually did like one of the reasons we wanted to have this conversation in general was because um, we were toying or we we're just like exploring the idea that sometimes when you're on a journey, you kind of don't realize 
all the things that you're doing, right? Like you don't necessarily stop and smell the flowers. And um, without kind of giving you that prompt, like that's essentially what I feel like is happening here is like, you're like, ah, like, I don't know. Like I just did it. I'm here. And like, um, but like when you were explaining the journey, you did mention like when you, um, maybe when you started residency or at some point where you're like, oh, wow, like I'm really a doctor. Like that sounds like a moment that would fit that. Whereas like you felt accomplished in your journey, right? So do you think that, you fall into that category a little bit of like maybe you don't stop and appreciate the journey sometimes while you're on the journey. I, I it's sad to say, yeah. I it, when you're in it, I think it's just the honestly the small wins that are more important and um the and how you evolve during this journey. I guess mm. that is more important. So I guess that's why I like leading up to being a doctor you have been small wins leading up to there so i guess that's why getting that um that degree yes that was nice and all of that but there were there were smaller wins that came before that so um i think this is really good too because now i'm reflecting at my journey and it seems so like minuscule but like um, there were lots of sleepless nights, man. Like, um, <laughs> lots of tears. There's still tears. Like, um, wow, that's wild. Lots of sacrifices. A lot of events that I've missed in people's lives. Like, it's crazy. Um, even like when I just came to Maryland to see you guys, like on your birthday, Dolapo, and mm-hmm. that, that that week that I was in Maryland, and I was just looking back at how like all these kids have grown and I'm like <laughs> right like it was just so small like and now they're, they're talking and being just moving around the house and it's like wow like I've missed so many like significant events in my friends lives you know mm-hmm. but um in all all in all like um yeah I'm I'm grateful for this journey I feel like I'm just like rambling, but um, nah, you're not rambling at all. Like this is exactly what we wanted to do is to reflect. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you're not rambling at all. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think Faye, do you have any other questions? I actually wanted to like, um, I mean, let's summarize a little bit. Um, but Faye, I'll let you first. I, I can't see you anymore, so I, I'm oh. not getting any facial cues from you. It's okay. It's probably just internet and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I don't have any other questions. I think we're good to wrap up if you. Okay. Yeah, no. So, I mean, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, thank you for sharing your journey, your story with us. Um, It's definitely very inspiring. Like, I'm about to go apply to med school tomorrow and I'm starting my process. Oh, you know, the funny thing is everyone that goes to international med schools, they're always like, oh, you suffer is the worst. But you see them at the end. I'm like, but you became a doctor. Like, it wasn't that bad. Like, you made it. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, just not listening to um, naysayers because I got that scared too that. Oh, my friend went went to St. George's, did 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 the um uh, match and all of that. She's matched like three, four times and she hasn't gotten mm. so that was scary to hear. Like, what if yeah. I don't make it? But you know, you need to just focus on you. Like other people's journey is not your own journey. No, I actually do have a random question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you said you started with like 600, 700 people in your class. How many do you think ended up graduating? I, I assume you don't have like an actual number, but do you have like a uh, So seven, that would just be my term. Cause mm-hmm. we have like two, we have two classes. Yeah. Um, but maybe just half. 
Wow. So like, to follow up on that, like, how does that feel to know that like, you're part of the 50% that like, started and actually made it all the way through? Like, because I feel like, is there really any other profession that's like that? Really? Especially for those of us who might not go into like a profession that like requires like, you know, that additional schooling, whether it's med school, law school, things like that, like, you know, you just go into your undergraduate or your graduate program and you don't even have that perspective of like half of your classmates just dropped. Like they didn't make it to the end with you. Like, how does that feel? <laughs> I mean, well, not all of them dropped per se. Maybe they had to repeat. Um, there's still mm-hmm. some that I um, started with that just matched. There's okay. some that are still in medical school. So I feel like everyone's journey is different, but um, yeah, that's crazy. Honestly, like if you put your mind at something, just walk, just walk hard and be determined. Even if you don't make it with your friends, as long as, you know, you don't give up, honestly, like mm-hmm. I really feel like it's really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And you're living proof, right? You're living proof that, like you said, if you put your mind to it and do everything you need to do, you get to where you want to get. So. We, like I said, we appreciate you sharing your story with us. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on to tell us more. You know, maybe we'll have you come and teach us about some medical st- mm-hmm. When there's another vaccine, you mm-hmm. you tell us what's going on. <laughs> I, well, I hope we don't have any other. You know, right? Another breakout. Like, <laughs> Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.